Hello, my name is Philip Cluset, President and CEO of Cartier Resources uh, with the ticker ECR on the TSX Ventures Exchange. We're an exploration company uh, for gold in the Abitibi Greenstone Belt in Quebec, Canada. And our flagship project is the Chimo Mine um, Past Producing Gold Mine project. And we have just delivered a PEA, and I'm happy to talk about it. Philippe, very nice to see uh, to meet you again, to see you again. Thank you for the introduction. Um, you put out the PEA. Uh, you've got some good exploration results coming through. Um, first, perhaps, can we just talk about the forest fires and what's happening on the ground with you in Quebec? Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I think that everybody found out about that. There's a huge uh, and historic forest fires here that's never seen before, at least since we've been around. Um, and, and, and that led to a, I think, province-wide ban, access to forest, access to the territory, uh, early June. Um, and, and it's still, those bans are still in effect for the, the James Bay area where there's a, a lithium play going on. But they, it, it's been pretty much lifted in the Abitibi area. Now, when the bans were put in force in early June, we had uh, just completed phase one. Phase one. It's a, a mighty coincidence, but we had completed the phase one 25,000 meter diamond pro, uh, drill program that we had initiated in August 2022. Uh, we got all those holes done. Um, and uh, at, at currently now, those drills have been suspended. Uh, I think the machines are still in the bush, but we have two th over 2,000 diamond drill holes, uh, that samples from that program still in the lab. So we anticipate more diamond drill results. And because of the market conditions, because of the absence of smart money out there, uh, we have decided to wait until the markets get better. Uh, we have decided to paper engineer our project even further uh, because we have a PA that you know basically states that this thing can fly. Um, and it's no small feat because, you know, the Chimo Mine Project is a past-producing mine. And as we've, we've discussed before, Merlin, it has a benefit of, you know, metallurgical, uh, historics, uh, rock mechanics, so on and so forth, plus a shaft that goes out to 920 meters with, I think, 70 kilometers of, 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 of underground drifts. It's within a driving distance of the Valdor Mining Camp with qualified workforce and infrastructure so it's it's a perfect project safe political jurisdiction blah 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 i think reading through your materials um the first twenty-five thousand meters drilled down to tested down to about 800 meters it's kind of so in that kind of top 800 meters was where you were kind of essentially testing um and the, the you, you, i think you had a plan to drill in the next phase of twenty-five thousand meters down from 800 meters down to 1600 meters but essentially what you're saying is that that's kind of parked for now is it it is parked for now uh what we wanted to do with the first phase was actually drill to res, you know in response to where the consultants that had produced the fourth resource estimate said look while we're bridging you to the the pa level if you drill these areas they and you hit with a, a x success rate they would be included yet in a fifth resource assessment. We could update the PA. So we got that done. We were It was really highly successful um, in, in that all of the holes that we drilled and intersected, so, so forth, so on, 
will be added to the fisheries or assessment. And we were on the verge of continuing because, you know, the, the success rate was there. Um, but, you know, we want to we want to conserve our cash because we don't know how long this market storm is going to last. Okay, so just just trying to get some things in my head straight. The fourth resource estimate has taken you up to two point um, two point seven to two point four million ounces. Okay, two point four million. And you're from the from your presentation, the kind of the fifth what you're targeting is three million ounces and then possibly more than that. You know, that's a kind of a, that's a, that'd be the nice to have. Yeah. And, 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 but you know, the PA did provide a snapshot of what this could look like in, in, in other words, uh, production of about just under 120,000 ounces per year. You're mining 4,500 tons per day, right? Um, and, and you're actually milling only 2,400 because as you will re remember, this mineralization has been, we've tested it in two ore sorting uh, labs, MET labs, and we've shown that you could increase the grade by about 117% and reduce the cost of handling, you know, unnecessary waste by about 46%. You're not handling that waste. You're not crushing that waste. You're, 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 not, uh, you're not sending that waste to, um, you know, to tailings or anything. You're actually sending back, you know, pace backfill. And that is very significant. What needs to be said, though, is we're pacing ourselves through the expansion of the resource because we know we will never expand the production unless we increase dramatically CapEx. It will be more the extension in mine lives, in, in years of mine life, of the project. Uh, and and I, I think that 120,000 ounces per year is, is nothing to to sneeze at. You know. Yeah, no, 120,000 ounces a, a, a year is a good level. I mean, the the a, any mid-tier company kind of wakes up at around that level. You know, 100,000 ounces is a bit on the small side, but 120,000 ounces starts to get the attraction of other people's eyes on it. And you kind of, you have a kind of a, a critical mass of production. Yes. And, well, let's keep in mind, though, that in and around Valdor, I mean, East East of the Goldex and Lamac mine, there has there there has been a look at Pro. They've delineated five million ounces. Add our three million ounces to theirs. You you can consolidate ground and reach a critical mass here. And when you do that, you could envisage a hub and spoke approach. So there's creative thinking to be done uh, in the short term uh, by you know advanced exploration juniors such as O3, Probe, Cartier, uh, Radisson, uh, and, 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 and other companies uh, east and west uh, along the Cadillac Fault. And so if the juniors keep doing what they've always done in an evolving economic landscape, well, they, they're going to get uh, dismal results. And so I, I, think, I think that to unlock the potential you need to start thinking creatively and how you're going to keep lowering the capex of these projects and and by doing that you're increasing the net present value of these things but let's come back to the idea of expanding beyond 2.4 million ounces um you know you've got a 10-year mine life you've got 120,000 or 117,000 ounces per annum surely that's enough you know Anybody, any any structural geologist, anybody who's used to the Abitibi 
with the indications you've got and with the understanding you've got of the mineralizing systems, would be able to take a view on future mine life and the probability of finding uh, m uh, more resources and reserves and resources. Um, is it not the case that actually you should park the idea of kind of the mineral resource estimate five? Okay, let's process the 2000 samples you've got now, but just let's just take what we've got and drive that to production because otherwise, you, I mean, if you look at the timelines, it's going to be, oh my God, we're going to be here for another five years where we're still trying to work out what to do. I listen, I agree. Uh, at the PA level, you could, you could include inferred and indicated. Uh, to get that to the pre-feasibility and feasibility and bankroll your project, you would need to conduct uh, quite a bit of infill drilling to increase uh, your, your, take your infer to your indicated and, and then to measured. When you do that, you're not increasing your ounce count. You're increasing the reliability, but at a, at a significant cost. Now, that's fine. It's, it's all it's great to increase your reliability when you're a remote project and there's no historics. There's no geostatistical behavior that you could bank your project on. The Chimo Mine project is a past-producing gold mine, and we have the benefit of that. But that's not recognized. Uh, it is recognized by the local corporates, but it's not recognized by you know, bankers in, on Bay Street in New York. So we have to, and, and, and because of the way the, you have to respect the geology of your deposit at all times. You can't go out of bounds of that. And the geology of our deposit, well, has very well-defined vectors and, and um, extension vectors steeply plunging north-northwest at depth. So the more you want to increase the ounces, well, you have to go at depth. And if you're going at depth, you're increasing the cost of diamond drilling. Fortunately but, okay. for us, can, can I interrupt you there? Because you, you, in the presentation, you talk about uh, targeting three million ounces and three point four million ounces, but sh what you've just been telling me about is actually infill drilling, which is not growing your resource. So I'm just confused as to what the plan is. No, 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 no. The plan is to keep growing your resource by stepping out laterally and at depth proximal to the shaft. It is, it, if, you, if, if you look at the long section and the modeling that has been done, it is quite attainable uh, within, it, within the, the, the project area. What we would like to show people is that there is another component to the Chimo Mine project. Uh, over a 70 or 80 year exploration um, historic, there have been numerous other deposits within a 15 kilometer stretch. Um, you know, where, where Chimo is central, uh, there's the East North Old deposit, there's the Bateman Bay, there's the Simo West, there's the portal zone. These things were actually drill tested and you have indicated deposits that are, that, that have been discovered that were never followed up at, at depth. Um, and so that's another group of targets, um, inexpensive to drill, uh, that you can develop, you know, ounces, ounce count there. Um, listen, it, it's just that right now markets are not responding to any way, shape or form of success. And therefore, a company such as Cartier has to apply lean and mean uh, management of the cash that it has. You know, with over 2.5 million bucks in the bank, uh, we have we believe we have enough money to weather the storm for, you know, at least two to three years. 
I wouldn't want this bear market to last any longer, though. Okay, I mean, I, I, I come back to the PEA. You know, if you put it, at, looking at the number at two thousand dollars an ounce, um, and the, the, the current gold price is twenty dollars shy of that. You know, your 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 NPV is five hundred thirty-nine million dollars Canadian, and your IRR is up near twenty-six percent. You know, it starts to look like a real project. Um, the, the you know the last few years of exploration for Cartier is showing that the market's actually not not rewarding that. And is, is it now not the case, as you say, to do the paper engineering, uh, to, to, to really focus on optimizing the, reduce the capex, as you said, through kind of um, thinking creatively, but there will come a time when there's infill uh, ounces that are required. And will be needed. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, surely the, surely the company, instead of targeting new resources, new ounces, should be targeting getting that let's call it a $600 million project into production. What I'm talking about trying to find the solution, the solution is how do you finance that that uh, next step, that step towards pre-feasibility and feasibility? How do you finance that next exploration program? You don't want to be put in a situation where you're so vulnerable that you have to take a cheap offer. And that's not going to happen. I mean, we we understand the value of our asset. We understand that we're severely undervalued, but we also understand that uh, we're in a position knowing and understanding the markets and, and our valuation that we can feel those offers and, um, and, and, and decide to extend, um, uh, extend our expiration program to further valuation or to double down. Now, I attract I, I your attention to uh, Appian and the Cisco Metals where they signed a deal, a creative development partnership, where Appian comes in and bridges the PA level project that they're at right up to feasibility. So they get the Pine Point people, get to do all that infill drilling, all the testing, all the development work, uh, but understandably they will they will retrocede a portion of that deposit to the uh, to to the incoming partner, um, you you have to make do with the economic situation in the markets, and so, I like I say, um, our plan was to do phase two drilling and continue drilling, continue building resources. We now have to step back and rethink the program, and that's what we're doing. You you said you've got a kind of um, a treasury to last a couple of years of kind of the the, the bad markets. Can you? Uh, have you had an, um, time to kind of recalibrate what the plan is for the next six to twelve months? Is you know what, what are you what are you going to be doing? You said you've got two thousand meters of uh, two thousand samples to come through, so those yep. presumably there'll be some drill results to come out. Um, yeah. In addition to that, what else? What else is, are you working on in terms of kind of um, news flow or potential catalysts for the market? All right. Uh, whilst we were drilling, we were also compiling all those uh, targets along the 15-kilometer stretch. So in an inexpensive fashion, we could light up one of these targets uh, very quickly with a smallish diamond drill program. But you're quite right. The immediate news flow is continued uh, diamond drill results uh, from the program that we just shut down. It's uh, designing the new program that can be done uh, over the winter months. 
and it is monitoring the um, the opportunities that we have in front of us, and 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 also imagining solutions that uh, you know that we haven't had the time to explore and and set in motion. You got to understand that we don't have a we're we're a three man team here. When you say when you say monitoring the opportunities that are in front of you, what do you mean by that? Well, there are other juniors, there are other companies that are in similar situations, and. Um, We've seen what the seniors are doing. They're merging amongst themselves. The intermediates are doing the same thing. And um, there's, been, there's been a request by the market, by the funds, and by the sovereign funds that the juniors should be thinking along those same lines, creating a just- super ju- Isn't that just putting lots of hung- uh, hungry, you know, creating a family with lots of hungry children? No, well, exactly. You, you you weed out the hungry children and you just put the ones that are healthy and, and strong in under the same roof and tough too bad for those that are hungry and can't make the great. I mean they should have they should have been working towards building ounces and building value. And so we're in a situation where you want to take and look at the junior market that have assembled um, tremendous or value, and you want them to reach that critical mass to be able to attract. You know, right now in the Abitibi, Agnico has grown to a, a size that their their new filters and their new criteria are are, are quite different from what they were. Um, you know, a few years ago. So, it's all the value proposition and the business opportunity will be in creating that competitive tension in and around our assets. When I think about juniors merging, I always think, you know, you'll weed out the strong and um, you, the, the, the companies with good assets typically don't want to merge with a company with weak assets. So either you've got a, <laughs> a good asset and you want to stay independent or you've got a... a, a it's, 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 it's not always the case. It's not always the case. There no, can be special no, occasions when uh, there are... But um, listen, it, my analogy of uh, sailing still stands. When you want to go from point A to point B, you have to adjust your sails to the, the prevailing winds. And um, any smart captain will will apply that strategy, and uh, we've seen several of our competitors, you know, pull off some very good moves recently. And we hope it continues. So, because and we'll participate in that. Thank you. And you said the smart money wasn't there, but what was the kind of the the feedback you were getting from the marketing that you have done? Is it don't call me now? Um, we want to look at gold in six months' time, or is it, tell us what you've got, we're just not ready to invest? A combination of both with a reminder that, hey, Phil, you know, three or four years ago, I invested in stories like this that had or- they already had their PAs, and we thought we'd be off to the races, and Lord and behold, we're down 30, 40, 50%. So if you want me to buy you, I have to sell one of my losing positions. So I, I, I fully um, sympathize with that. But our value proposition is we have delivered uh, value. It's, it's unrecognized, and, and I, I think it's a tremendous opportunity, uh, it's, especially of these share price levels. But I'm, I'm, convinced, I'm convinced enough to the point that I, I recently bought shares in the market still. So, uh, we are all hoping that the gold price uh, moves because it's effectively it is a relatively strong gold price market. Yeah. Um, 
I think at the beginning of the year it was down at 1650 and we're up now almost 2000, close to historic highs. Um, we're all hoping and that the juniors be... haven't followed suit. Exactly. Yeah. So we're all hoping that there's a kind of a follow through. There's some linkage that joins up at, um, in due course. And then the, the tone of the conversation will be very different. What exactly? And I think and I'll repeat myself. If this is a tremendous opportunity to come up with some, you know, some really good ideas on your projects and do the type of work you never really get to do when you have you're managing two, three or four drills, right? Uh, you get to question, you get to look at your project at, from a different angle and you discover things and, and, and you, you say, okay. And then w what generally happens is markets turned and you were about to act on this one good idea or one, this one good target and, and you don't because when the markets turn, people forget their, their good resolutions, right? So it's a time for reflection. Time for getting in all the data of the projects you've, you've, you've done so far, analyzing the data, and then being ready to move when the market turns. Absolutely. And I think we're one of the very fortunate with cash, a tremendous asset, a great address to be operating in. So I'm, yeah, the share price is depressing, but I'm, 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 I'm a very comfortable CEO with this, you know.